be his birthday when they're listening. Yeah, so there's really no even no point even doing oh, it. Oh, Jaden. Jaden got mad at me earlier because I was singing to him. Did I? What were you singing? Happy birthday? I said. Oh, okay, because Margot is literally singing the song that we mentioned on the last episode. The song that gets on everybody's nerves. I know, the song that gets on everybody's nerves. And I was like, like, please don't do this, especially on my birthday. But then I sung a rendition of um, the Star Spangled Banner. That's not that much better. It was better than than the song that gets on everybody's nerves. That song gets on everybody's nerves, have you heard? Famously. Oh, and Ethan, just to warn you, we will have a delivery dropping during this episode. That's yeah. What'd you get? The boiler room. The boiler room. The boiler or room. Was that your personal chef? No, no. no. That's the pear chef. <laughs> Since this podcast really blew up, Jaden got most of the royalties, so... Yeah, yeah. I actually got all the they royalties. They have a personal chef. I had uh, Ethan and Margo sign a contract with really, really small print that says I get all the money. Yeah, really cruel, Jaden. Not, not cool. Jaden's recently taken my wallet away and hidden it. So now I can only, if I want to like go shopping, I have to ask for his money. So he's not letting me be financially independent. Yeah, this he's- is partially true um, because uh, Margo's sister was visiting last week and accidentally took Margo's wallet with her when she left. So Margo hasn't had... A wallet or a social security card. Yeah. Uh, oh. For the past. Week. This uh, is week. why you gotta put your social security card in like a safe in under your bed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a safe. <laughs> file cabinet. Jayden, can we get We've a safe? discussed this before, but get a file cabinet. Yeah, get a file cabinet. <laughs> okay. Jaden, it's not that scary. Pop quiz. Uh, do you remember what you said? Why you didn't want to get a filing cabinet? Um. Because uh, your fingers get stuck in it, like in uh, Bruce no. Almighty. No. Okay, well then what? No, but close, but very close. It was because you would be sad that it isn't like the cabinet in Bruce Almighty. The oh, <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, so that, that, that one's cool because it's both an infinity cabinet, but, which you think, that's cool, right? Who wouldn't want an infinity cabinet? But I'd be so stressed. The deal is, his fingers get caught. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so you got to take the good for the bad. <laughs> I'm offering you a trade. Right, I'll give you that for your birthday. Uh, I'll give you a pass on that bit for your birthday. <laughs> okay, okay, good. I'll take it. But happy birthday, Jaden, and welcome to It's Not That Scary, a horror movie podcast. Uh, this is, uh, you know, your favorite show where we watch horror movies chronologically through time. Every single one ever made, uh, like we promised on episode one. Yep. And, and we do watch every movie. <laughs> and we do watch every movie. And it's 1958 this year, and we watched The Fly yep. from Another World. No. That's not the tagline. <laughs> it's just the fly. That's not the tagline. <laughs> I think the tagline is something stupid, though, like, he was once human, like you and I, or something. Let's see. So fucking dumb. Once it was human, even as you and I. Yeah. So worse. Wow. Jeez, I was pretty spot on. Monster, the good. monster created by Adams, gone wild. Come on, man. We're all monsters created by Adams. Yeah. I decided, well, I guess we don't want to get too much into it, but I decided that this movie is not a horror at all. It's just science fiction. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, even there's no real, like, danger ever. It's just, like, sad. Like an experiment gone wrong. Yeah, it's true. The danger of not being employable. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But anyway... Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I guess we can get right into the movie, actually, though, since we've already covered oh, the right. historical events it's of 1948. 58. Right. 58, excuse me. 
I'm all torn right. up. To- I'm, all I'm all torn up. Around. Yeah, I'm all turned up. Turned down for what? <laughs> Was anybody ever a part of a Harlem Shake video? <laughs> I don't think so. Were you? <laughs> no, I wasn't. <laughs> well, turned down for what? Is, in, is that the Harlem Shake song? Uh, turn down for what? Do, 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 do. That's the Harlem Shake song. I yeah. thought the Harlem Shake song was just called Harlem Shake. I think the oh, Harlem right. Shake. You're right. You're right. You're right. Because it's like. <laughs> bam, 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 bam. Wait, wait. I thought the Harlem Shake song was that song that goes, I know a song that gets on everybody's nerves. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Thank nice, you. nice. Okay, Thank yeah. Thank you. It's. I think it's just a song called the Harlem Shake, you guys. Okay. It's not another song, okay. you guys. <laughs> yeah. So he says. He says, "Do the Harlem Shake." He doesn't say. He doesn't say. Turn down, down for what? Because that's a different song. <laughs> that is a different song. We've gotten to the bottom. I feel like everybody is so like cringe at the like the viral dance moments of the past, but like this is the same kind of shit that people do on TikTok. It's true. It's the exact same thing. <laughs> it's just and doing it alone is arguably more embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> what were you going to look up, Ethan? Oh, I was looking up the names of the characters of the movie. Oh, smart, smart. Okay, let's let's see if I can remember. Just um, name name one person. Uh, Philippe is the child. Hélène. 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 Because right. it takes place in Montreal, so everybody's French except for Vincent Price, who's British. British Francois. Yeah, Francois okay. is Vincent Price. Yeah, doing, you're doing doing well. Um, who's the main guy? Who's the guy that gets transformed into the fly? What's his name? Um. It's some French ass name. Uh, <laughs> it's. Does it start with an A? It's a real strong name. I believe it starts with A, yeah. Andre? Andre. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Andre. Well done. Well done. Round of applause for Marco. Yay. Jaden helped. Yeah, he helped. I helped. You got And Jaden helped. Yeah. But it's Marco's birthday. So. Does anybody. That's true. Does anybody remember the name of the inspector? I bet you won't. No. <laughs> the inspector. Do you? No, no. But we can just call him the inspector. Okay, that's fine. Can we watch the Pink Panther movie tonight with Steve Martin? Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never seen it. I'll watch it. In honor oh. of my Pink Panther tattoo, I'm getting tomorrow. Yeah, oh, is so that exciting. the movie Ambergale? Yes, yeah. exactly. Oh, I have seen that. Okay. <laughs> I was watching. Absolutely not. Yeah, go this ahead. YouTuber um, Carson Rehnquist, I think, is there how to pronounce her name. And they do Letterboxd, and every month they post a video talking about which movies they watched that month. And the Pink Panther was on what he watched in June, and he said it was actually really funny. Yeah, Steve Martin's good. He is, yeah. Steve Martin, he's timeless. Well, well, we'll, we'll do a, a follow-up pop on this. Um, <laughs> sure, Panther. on the Pink Panther. On the Pink Panther, yeah. After we watch it, we'll yeah. give our review if it holds up. It's On our side series, it's definitely not that scary. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's um, actually not even a scary movie. It's not even trying to be scary. <laughs> this, is, this is a different yeah, it's genre. It's actually a, oh, or, uh, a mystery uh, uh, comedy a children's movie. movie yeah. So. <laughs> Speaking of spooky, Jaden and I did a Scooby-Doo double feature the past oh, that's right. oh yeah we did we did um really really solid movies honestly yeah they it's it's really incredible um i i feel like it performs better than any other um like li- a cartoon to live action adaptation oh you watched the real life ones yeah yeah, yeah. scooby-doo and scooby-doo 2 monsters unleashed um i think that they do a really good job of capturing the characters while also like 
expanding on them yeah. or, or yeah i guess i guess expanding on them in a way that that makes sense for the universe it's all you can hope for uh yeah the yeah. costuming just all also good oh yeah God. i mean casting is incredible obviously yeah. What's the one where they uh, like swaps like they they Freaky Friday in the in the yeah, climax? That, that's a moment in the first one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we'll we'll get into the movie for real. Uh, the Fly from 1958. It's your week, Ethan. So you gotta you gotta. It is. Give us our yeah, yeah, yeah. quick synop. Have you all seen? Of course. Have you all seen the remake, the David Cronenberg remake starring? No. No. But I'm excited. But I'm excited to. to. It's very good. I'm excited for us to see it. So I was also, uh, I really like that movie. So I was excited to see this movie as well. So thought we should stay in 1958. This movie is uh, it, it begins with uh, Vincent Price, the our our, yeah. our man from the House of Wax, the, the horror movie icon, who is trying, who plays a man named Francois. These they're all in France, but they all speak in like American or British accents. They're actually in Montreal. They're in Montreal, oh, Canada. So that makes a lot more sense then. Well, not really, but... <clears throat> not so much. Because <laughs> they're still British. <laughs> but anyway, his brother's wife, Helen, Helen, Helen uh, is freaking out because she was just caught committing a murder casually yeah. <laughs> by crushing a man with a hydraulic press who you find out is her hubby. And Francois's brother. Andre. Uh, Andre. And she's all like, you know, hush hush about it. She doesn't want to talk about it. But, 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 uh, Francois is like, please, please tell me about it. Please. I got the inspector here. And so Helene is like, all right, here's the story. And then the whole movie is basically the flashback of, of how the, how she wound up crushing Andre to death in a hydraulic press. You find out he is a scientist who found out how to teleport shit. And he got in the teleportation machine, but oops, there was a fly in it as well. So now he's half a fly. You know how 10 seconds ago when Ethan was talking about the movie and uh, he was like, Francois was like, you got to tell me, Ellen, you got to tell me why. Why did you kill your husband, my brother? Ethan just said it like that would probably be like one line in the movie and then we could just sort of get to the story. But literally the entire first half right. of the movie is uh, them trying to get her to tell them what happened. Yeah. <laughs> it's so slow. And there wasn't really a catalyst to why she told it. She was just kind of like, okay, so here's what happened. <laughs> also, I was confused because she was like, I'll tell you if you promise to destroy the fly. And then she was like, don't destroy the fly. Well, in the flashback, she didn't want to destroy the fly because she was trying to save it. So uh, we should explain uh, when the fly and excuse me, when the fly and Andre go into the uh, disintegrator integrator, which is the name of his uh, teleportation device, out comes one human man with an ant arm and an ant head. Fly, and fly. Then, stupid ass. Uh, excuse me. Movie's not called <laughs> ants. Excuse me. Excuse me. Well, out comes one human man with a fly head and fly arm. And then one fly with a human head and human arm. But you don't see that until the very it's end. So it's so scary. It's very That's silly. the scariest part of the movie. It's scary. Yeah. But yeah, initially, initially the plan was um, Ellen was going to find the other fly. They both go into the disintegrator integrator again and uh, come out normal. But they couldn't do that. So he was just like, I'm so ugly and yeah. the fly is taking over my brain. So you've got to kill me. And then she does. 
Um, our food arrived, so okay. I'm gonna go down and get it. But you guys can keep talking. Here are some uh, things you can throw Sound in. Sound bites. Ha <laughs> Jaden, you're so funny. Thanks. Ethan, I disagree with you there. Chalupa. I think the part where he killed his cat was really fucked up. Oh, that was really. We should talk about that. Oh, yeah, let's talk yeah. about that. We should talk about that. So, yeah. Andre has this cat. It's a family cat. It belongs to Philippe, his son, and named D'Angelo or some shit. Yeah. What's what's the name? Hold on, I'm trying to pick it up here. It's something like D'Angelo, something stupid like Dandelo. that. Dandelo. There it Dandelo. is. Dandelo. <laughs> yeah. And when he's when he's showing when Andre is showing Elaine, uh, like the <laughs> the fruits of his of his experiments, he's like, look what I can do. Well, at first he's like, look what I can do. I can teleport uh, this plate from one end of the room to the other. She's like, wow, that's amazing. And then he's like, now check this out. And he grabs a guinea pig and he does it uh, and it works. And she's like, sure it works, but that's really fucked up. Like, don't do that again, please. And he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Okay. So actually, uh, after Ellen is like, uh, that's fucked up. You shouldn't um, do it with animals anymore. He's like, well, I actually already killed our family cat. Sorry. Right. Right. Because <laughs> um, uh, that was the first test run he did. The The cat just goes in one end and then doesn't come out the other. And he, he just hears this ethereal cat noise in like the ether, I guess. Right. Well, so when he put the, uh, when he put D'Angelo into the disintegrator integrator, he like just fully like eviscerated the cat. Yeah. Because he was still working on the experiment and didn't know how it worked exactly. It's just so sad. But then by the time he, by the time he, he fixed, he did it with the guinea pig. He had fixed the problem. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. It's just so like I, I just uh that part with the cat I yeah. was I just felt so bad for the cat especially like in a in a way where you picture it like outside of the story perspective where you think like what did this cat have to endure to be able to get these shots for the film um, what kind of sounds and lights did they have to flash in its face they put it in a little box oh I felt I, I, felt really bad I assumed that 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 was. I assumed that like the sound, especially, and probably some of the lights um, were like added in post. Sure, sure. And I assume show cats are used to to like um, sounds and lights and stuff, anyways. If they're on movie sets, I suppose. I'm just sensitive, Jaden. I'm sensitive. I guess, yeah. yeah. But the cat, the cat was not harmed in any way. <laughs> no, I just want to make. I'm not claiming that they harmed. They eviscerated the cat. Okay. <laughs> But that is, it is a really strange moment because what happens to the cat has nothing to do with the logic or the conflicts of anything else in the movie. Like, why was the, number one, why did the cat get eviscerated? And two, how come it could still meow in the ether? Like that, I just didn't understand what was happening in that moment. Yeah, I mean, I think it's supposed to be like a mystery. Like, he doesn't quite know what's happening because he's still like working on the experiment. I guess so, Um, I guess so. But you're right, it doesn't, it doesn't come back later at all. He just ends up telling his wife about how he killed the family cat. Right. And she takes it so well. She's like, oh, that's kind of a bummer, but um, that's fine, I guess. Yeah. I still love you. Instead of like, wow, I can't believe you killed our cat. Yeah, she's very, she's very loyal to him. Yeah, she honestly, she, she, she puts up with a lot. It's for real. Yeah. For real, because later on, yeah. uh, so after Andre uh, has his fateful teleportation session where he's inside the box with the fly by accident 
he covers his face with a towel and he puts his hand in his pocket at all times because he doesn't want to be seen. You're like, what's going on under your clothing? Why don't you want to be seen? He's slipping notes under the door to hell. Being like, knock once for yes, twice for no. Uh, are you are you okay with when you enter the room, you are not to look at me? Do you agree? Knock once for yes, twice for no. And then do this and that when you go into the room. It's just like the climax of the movie. She's doing like tasks for him in the in the laboratory. And then finally she yoinks the, the towel off of his face. And you see he's got a big goofy fly mask on. And she screams in horror. In absolute horror. Even though it's like, what it, the fuck did you expect? Didn't he basically explain through notes what exactly <laughs> was going on here? And specifically yeah. was like, don't scream in horror, please. I'm so ashamed of myself. And she did anyway. Yeah. I do think that the master is a little scary just because uh, it's like moving. Like it's like the it's like basically a close up of a bug's face, which I personally find to be disgusting and gross and kind of creepy. Yeah. Especially when used yeah. in a jump scare. And the mask is pretty good because it's like the like little face pincers are moving and shit. Um, it's true. And and he he does a good job. The actor does a good job of like twitching like a fly would. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that as well. That's definitely the part of the movie that's most horror to me, I guess, is when she's, like, doing his bidding. Because, like, you've seen him before, and they have, like, a loving re- relationship. Um, and then seeing him, like, transformed, you don't know quite what he looks like quite yet, because he's uh, covering his face. And he's, uh, like, ordering her around. She's very scared, obviously. Um, he's also, like, at times, like, uh, battling, like, the fly half of his brain, I guess. Because it's, like, trying to... Right. One of the the reasons why he decides that he should die ultimately is because the fly is like taking over his brain and he can't think straight um, and he's losing his will to live. Maybe because flies live for like 48 hours or something. I don't know. They ask that a few times throughout the movie. How long do flies live? And nobody knows. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, I don't know, like a month. Yeah. Other than that, the really, really not that much horror in it at all. Oh, what I did want to say, though, is I think if you know if you had seen the remake obviously through time the effects and the costumes and whatever get better but they go for a much more gritty and body horror david cronenberg-esque route that is quite effective i think or at least since i remember it and really comparing that to this this is like halloween costume level for sure trick or treat it was ben nye who that oh uh He's a, like, famous horror and I guess just, like, overall Hollywood makeup artist. I thought you might recognize that name because he has a line of, um, like, theatrical cosmetics that a lot of, Uh, um, like, theaters use for their makeup. uh, And also the ghost, like, the the white paint for Halloween is usually Ben Nye. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have seen I have seen like screenshots of his transformation. Um, Jeffrey's Jeff Goldblum's transformation in, in the uh, course, the remake. Yeah. So it, it does look very scary. But um, yeah. Anyway, he's like, listen, I am so ugly that you got to kill me. Uh, and she's like, no, no, I won't do it. And he's like, please. And she's like, okay, I'll okay. So he's like, don't shoot me, don't. Don't drown me. Don't put me in the microwave. Crush me with a hydraulic press. Yeah. I think the reason they do that is so that there's no evidence. 
that people oh, right. won't so, see that he's a, a bug monster. <laughs> yes. Because even in death... Oh, right. He doesn't want anybody to know about even the technology that he developed. He doesn't want any traces yeah. of this yeah. experiment. Um, so basically, after all that happens and like the like plot of the movie occurs, um, the detective inspector um, is like, sorry, I don't believe you, uh, so you're going to jail anyways, <laughs> to Helene. Um, but the only way they're able to convince him is by finding the other fly. Right. Or I guess... Uh, yeah, I, I can say the other fly because yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Andre was a somewhat of a fly himself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but this is the, the tiny one that has the human head and human arm. Um, and yeah. they eventually find it on a um, spider web. And it's really silly. Yeah, the movie ends with him crying for help. Yeah, and he has like he a stupid little fly voice saying, Help me, help right. me. Help me, help me. And then the inspector and uh, uh, Francois, Francois being the heroes of our movie of course, rescue him out of the web and figure out a way to transform him back. Just kidding. They take a rock and crush him to death. As well as the spider that was about to eat him. Yeah. They couldn't have just yes. let the spider eat him. <laughs> yeah. And then instead they decide, they decide to um, just call uh, Andre's murder a suicide um, and cover up, cover up her real murder. Yeah. Um, and then they live happily ever after. This is what the inspector detective decides to do. Yeah, really good. Really good stuff. And the whole time she's under arrest, Ellen is just kind of chilling in bed, getting like yeah, food Yeah, that's the other her. thing we need to talk about. This is the gentlest arrest in the history of arrests. Maybe they do it differently in Canada. I don't know. I don't know. But essentially, uh, she like confesses to uh, Francois at first. Then Francois tells um, the inspector... And then he visits her and she confesses to him. And then uh, he's just like, well, keep an eye on her. Um, we can wait a week for the warrant, though. Um, and she's just chilling at home. Yeah. Doesn't remember who her kid is. Yeah. So bizarre. There is a child and the child sucks. Philippe. He does save the day at the end, though, by finding the fly that they end up killing anyways. Yeah, right. so does he? does he really... Borer. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Snore. Uh, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. But you know what's not a bore is the second movie we watched this week. Right. Well, really quickly, can I just say one more thing about The Fly? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I thought it was really beautiful. Like, I love the cinemascope color. It for sure. Look, looked wonderful. Agree with that. Yes. The second movie we watched this week for You Asked For It was Host, which came out in 2020. Um during the pandemic and quite uh quite um apropos quite apropos of of that timing uh it all takes place over zoom shot and uh received by us viewers as a, a zoom call and it's it's real quick it's like an hour um which i think is great i went into it wondering hmm, i wonder if they'll like a play with the uh, little 40 minute time limit thing um, and they turn out doing that, which I think is fun, because this movie is uh, just a gimmick. So I figure, um, right. you know, I think it does a good job of of uh, knowing what it is and not trying to be too much more than that. Um, it's yeah. just sort of a, a fun hour romp, I would yeah. call. It was really well. It's a Shutter original. It was really well received oh. by critics and viewers. 
originally a short film that the creator, whose name I forget, uh, filmed as a joke, like a prank on his friends. He was like pretending they were like, he was having a Zoom call and pretending. Oh, nice. um, and then he posted that short film on YouTube, short film, the prank of his friends. Um, and then he got some money and made an actual like feature out of it. And it, the whole thing was filmed on Zoom, which I think is really cool. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, not even like a, a made-up knockoff for the movie. It's like literally Zoom. Yeah, literally Zoom. Um, and I wonder I wonder how, like, if the actors were coached to, like, handle their computers in a certain way by the director. Yeah. Um, I thought the it cast felt all had really good chemistry. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah, it, it totally... Totally comes off as like real, real friends hanging out on a real Zoom call. The the basically the plot of the movie is they have a seance over Zoom and then shit starts uh, happening. Ghosts show up. Yeah. Scare scare ghosts gonna gonna get you. Yeah. There are six friends: Haley, Gemma, Emma, Caroline, Teddy. Renina, I'm it's thinking like of the seance lady. Redina, I think it's Redina. Redina, Redina, Redina. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we all stand Emma. Fucking hate Gemma. Fuck that girl. Yeah, it's, the whole thing is Gemma's fault. Yeah. Um, basically, the reason that the spirits start attacking them in the movie is Gemma isn't taking it seriously, and she lied about a paranormal experience um, and made one up in front of the uh, uh, leader of the seance, medium, I guess you would call her. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Teddy also didn't take it seriously, um, so the, the spirits get pissed off and start killing them. Right, right. Which is, like, pretty silly, but I also, like... I didn't care. I didn't care because, like, the movie is pretty silly in itself. And, like, you, you're not going to have, like... it's You don't want to have, like, a long backstory of, like, some, yeah. like, right, specific right. ghost. Like, it's just... It's yes. just... We just want, like, jump scares. No and, library like, uh, scene. Shit like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they... It wasn't just... Sorry, Jaden, uh, to nitpick. But it wasn't just that... They made up a story and the ghosts got pissed off, but it was more that since they conducted a, uh, a like a seance opening a portal to the astral plane without an actual direction, they're just sort of leaving this portal to the astral plane open, and that is hmm. uh, so like anything. Let's and sorry, not to get in. even more nitpicky. It's actually no, that course. with this portal is open since she created a fake person. That means that any ghost or any spirit, demonic or otherwise, can put on the mask of this fake person, oh. and that's how they enter into. Mm, yeah. So Gemma, Gemma, yep, Gemma, Gemma, uh, who uh, is kind of a dick through the whole thing. In in sort of the beginning of the movie, she goes like, "Oh my god, something just touched my neck." And she gets all freaked out, and she's like, when I was little, there was this kid in my class who hung himself, and I think I saw him in ghost form. And then you realize, oh, she made up that story just to try to be a goof. And that is presumably the mask that the demon Mm -hmm. wears. Yeah, yeah. Um, But uh, something I really liked about this movie uh, also is once uh, once the spooks started happening... Like, people's cameras were coming in and out because, I guess, like, internet connection, also, like, the aliens... Not the aliens, excuse me. The ghosts <laughs> are interfering with the technology, obviously. Sure, um, whatever. <laughs> but they play with that a lot of, like, people coming in and out, um, and uh, that's real fun. Um, 
and definitely 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 gets you gets you clenched gets you yeah uh, very suspenseful jumps. when they're like exploring their respective houses looking for spooks yeah i would describe this movie as clean just like you know you got your setup you got you know there were like five or six things in the beginning that they mentioned and you're kind of like why did you mention that then they come back later you got mm-hmm. your your earned jump scares in the end You've got people you root for, you got people you hate. I don't know. This was a really solid movie. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely recommend. You may you may this may sound a little familiar if you've seen this movie called Unfriended. And Unfriended is already a, a pile of doggy doo. Um, but it is really a pile of doggy doo compared to this. This is much better. So if you're on the fence, mm-hmm. watch this one. And it's so quick. And you can get a shutter free yeah. trial. Yeah. Mm. Um, something I also liked about this movie was, so there's a moment near the climax where the ghost is attacking or fucking with nearly everybody in the Zoom call, and everybody is placed in different ways, uh, in the Zoom call, but sort of half, like, intentional, like, framed, like, one person is curled up in a corner that's, like, sort of, like, framed in a certain way, one Mm -hmm. person is, like, under the covers... Um, I thought there was a really clever gag that they do where somebody has a virtual background that is actually a recording of themselves, And so mm-hmm. the way that that uh, comes into play when the ghost starts attacking the person is fun. And yeah, I just, I, uh, it reminds me, it's kind of interesting because it reminds me of how uh, as a theater actor, when COVID happened and then all the theater productions were just over Zoom, what would happen is you would just have people reading the script sitting at their desk and really not not much else. But I thought this really integrated a lot of really cool and fun ways. Uh, I thought this movie, like... Yes, the Zoom thing was a gimmick, but it wasn't just a gimmick. It was, like, genuinely satisfying to how the movie played out. I yeah. Think. Yeah, I think this movie would have been just as scary at an in-person seance. Um, just as scary over FaceTime. Like, I, I think Zoom was a good vehicle, but I think the story could have happened without it, too. Yeah. yeah. Or the story would have been good without it, too. Yeah, yeah. But I do want to ask, um, what was everybody's favorite or scariest spook in this movie? Um, when Caroline is going... Well, okay. I have two. There, when Caroline is going... One's a subtle scoop, spook and one's a big spook. Uh-huh. When Caroline is going up to her attic um, and looking and you see... It's actually kind of sad. Her, I assume it's her dad's legs hanging. Oh, I didn't really uh, make I the connection. Oh, I thought it was Legos. Yeah, yeah. Doing that was my spook. moment, though. The the spook of the legs was scary. And then the first time we see the demon with Teddy. I yeah. Think it was with Teddy or was it with Haley? I, it was Teddy, the first one. That was scary, too. So, guys, not to cinema explain you, okay. but that gag where you put the camera up into the attic and do a 360 turn was actually done first on REC. Oh. Uh, so, That's the first time it's ever on. done. I don't know. Yes, I, I would be pretty confident in saying that, yes. It's pretty iconic for that movie. It is iconic for nice. that movie. Hmm. Yeah, but good uh, gag. It is a good gag. It is a good gag. I thought when... Um, 
I forget her, I forget who it was, but somebody was smashing her head on the keyboard. I thought that was pretty Caroline. effective. Caroline. That was scary. Caroline. Yeah. yeah. That one that one's especially good because her zoom background is the recording of her. Um and she right. just like flies into her desk and uh bloodied and stiff and very, yeah. very uh very scary, very effective. And uh, the I was I, I I was expecting to hate most of them and want them to die, but I was surprised at how much I genuinely liked Emma. Mm-hmm. Top left, yeah, yeah. Were and you expecting really to hate them her. because they were women? No, because in Unfriended, basically they they make you hate them so that their deaths feel satisfying because the deaths are really over the top and crazy. Somebody puts mm-hmm. their hand in a blender and stuff. Because basically, in Unfriended, the group that is on the call together, they were all in cahoots with bullying somebody into killing themselves. Mm. So then they come back for revenge. I can't wait to watch that. That's like up my alley as far as horror movies go. Yeah. Horror. Uh, Oh, yes. Absolute horror. And this movie makes me think that I need to watch more supernatural horror. Because for some reason, I thought I wasn't afraid of it or it didn't scare me. But then I was thinking back to the movies that have scared me the most that I've seen. And they're all like supernatural rather than slasher. Yeah. Mm. I agree. Maybe I need to revisit the original paranormal activities. We can do a retrospective like we did with Saw. Yeah. Mm. That'd be good. A marathon. I haven't seen any of them. I I haven't really seen any of them. Yeah, they're fun. Chalupa, what about you? Woof, woof. Chewing on her bone. Woof, woof is right. Um, yeah, but thoroughly enjoyable film. What in the world are we watching next week? Well, I can decide to stay or go. Yeah, right. Dealer's choice, of should course. Should we stay or should we go? It looks like we have a lot of choices in 59. After one, after 1959, we're almost at 1960, which is psycho. Oh, okay. I, I remember what I wanted to watch. Okay. Um, 1959, I want to watch The Tingler. The Tingler. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. Synopsis <laughs> is... A pathologist discovers that the tingling of the spine in states of extreme fear is due to the growth of a creature that every human being seems to have called a tingler, a parasite wow. attached to the human spine. Nice. For sure. Sounds so stupid. I can't wait. For sure. Are there any uh, names I would know on the 1959 list? The Return of the Fly. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> you can keep the fly, actually. Attack of the Gi- Giant Leeches, the Giant Gila Monster, ha- the Hound of Baskervilles, like the 20th remake. Fucking House on Haunted Hill. Well, I don't know if Did that was a name that? that Jane would recognize. Oh. Isn't this super famous? Oh, it's Vincent Price. No, I don't think this is famous. Are you thinking of The Haunting of Hill House? No, but it is funny. <laughs> House on Haunted, Haunted Hill House is Haunted Dawn of the Planet of the Rise of the Apes and the Planet of the Dawn of the House <laughs> of the Haunted Hill. Hidden the immunity fall of the House of Usher. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Speaking of uh, The Haunting of Hill House... I just read another um, book by Shirley Jackson. Uh, we have always lived in the castle. Pretty spooky. Spooky? Yeah, it's a it's like a horror mystery. Pretty subtle horror, similar to Hill House. 
Maybe I'll read a book. Yeah. It's a short read. It's like 200 pages, maybe. Oh, hell yeah. If you also, uh, some good horror books are Goosebumps by um, R.L. Stein. Stein. Yeah. The scariest book I read as a kid was by R.L. Stein called Bad Moonlight. What's that one about? Werewolves. But it's not, it's not Goosebumps. It's one of his, like, teen books. Oh, nice. His R.L. Stein's line of erotic fiction, adult fiction. Exactly. Right, right. It's Fear Street. That's what it is. Right, right. <laughs> that's a somewhat deep cut. It, no, it's good. Somewhat. It's good. Yeah, Why do they call you Slappy? Yeah. Right, <laughs> right. Be careful of the blob. <laughs> oh, yeah. We should, we should talk about how um, Ethan is now off your mama. Give him praise. Give him. He deserves his praise. Yay. Give him his flowers. Um, so but he's now on the blob. The blob theme song. It's good. It, yeah. It'll get stuck in your head for days, mama. For days, mama. Slay, mama. Here, I'll just I'll just put it in again for you. Here it is. Right yeah. Yay! Delish. Great song. Delish. Love it, love it. Oh, you both want me to say boo, don't you? Well, we just have our food waiting. Yeah, we just have our food waiting. You both think that we're done with the podcast, don't you? Hmm? Do you not think we're done, Ethan? Hmm. Do you reveal? I have a friendly follow-up on the Hellraiser series to wow. deliver. Wow. Woo! You have no idea how hard it was to keep this was a secret. To keep this a secret <laughs> from you guys. Oh, I watched Hellraiser Four Bloodline. Nice. Uh, and this 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 sequel to the Hellraiser movies involves the person who made the box himself, nice. named the Toy Maker. Uh, so this takes place in three different eras. It takes place during like Rococo France or whatever the fuck. Louis the Fourteenth off with his head era. Uh, it also takes place in the 90s in like Manhattan. And then it also takes place in space, like Star Trek era. Uh, <laughs> basically, the future descendant of the toy maker uh, is trying to destroy the box via an elaborate plan, uh, which I will not spoil. Um, but Pinhead and his friends end up coming to uh, not only the space station, but Manhattan and France Rococo, France, off with his head place. Uh, and you guys, it's good. No it's way. It's a good movie. No way. Yes, I recommend this movie. You don't have to see Hellraiser 1, 2, or 3. I literally recommend this movie. Wow. It's a good movie. I will say, Vagina Neck Lady ain't in it. Teeth Chatterer ain't in uh, it. And I'm so sorry, but Sunglasses ain't in it. We do get a Hellraiser dog, a Hellhound. Oh, nice. that's fun. Who is beefy and scary. But also, caveat, uh, there is dog death in the movie mm. on account of that dog, the Hellhound. Um, but there are so many really great gags of gore and limbs being ripped off and skin being peeled off and people growing into the peeled skin and uh, 
every scene really just has some kind of element that is interesting. The flashbacks and flash forwards reveal twists in really fun ways. And they give a little bit more insight into the box, which I actually think is kind of interesting. Basically, the toy maker, well, towards the future, in different incarnations of the box, the toy maker is trying to make an object that would be so perfectly reflective that when you put light into it, it becomes trapped in all of its reflections and generates infinite energy and light. And that's what ends up uh, accidentally opening up a rift into hell. And I thought this combination of like quantum physics and like religious imagery was kind of cool and fun and interesting. Horror, Hellraiser 4, Bloodline. Check it out, peeps. Especially you, Jaden and Margo. I think... Uh, you both would enjoy it. Check it out. Hellraiser 4. Well, maybe after we watch Pink Panther. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe. That does sound um, interesting, the uh, the different time periods. I, I love that. Yes. Um, oh, and uh, not to mention, you get to see... Um, Pinhead. No. <laughs> I fucking I fucking looked this up last night so I wouldn't forget it. You also get to see Adam Scott, a young Adam Scott playing a sex pervert who gets brutally murdered. Wow. So, That's kind of exciting. Is that? Yeah, I do yeah. like Adam Scott. Yeah. Um Ethan, I do have a question for also... you also. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was also just going to say I also think something that's interesting about the Hellraiser series is it's like soap opera meets horror. And that's something I've never really seen before, especially considering how far into the disgusting side of horror they lean. Um, and everything else is so melodramatic in a way that I think like my grandma would watch. <laughs> but then the horror elements are like edgy, goth teen horror. Yeah. So this like combo is like bizarre to me. Um, when you say um, horror mixed with a soap opera, first thing that I think of is Twin Peaks. Um, sure, which yeah. not as surreal. I don't. But I haven't. Have you seen the uh, the reboot of Twin Peaks? I haven't seen either. Oh, you haven't seen either. Oh, okay. Um, no. Yeah, I mean the the first one is uh, I'd say like the first half of the series is probably more leaning into like mystery murder mystery um and then towards the end it gets into like more surrealist horror um it becomes much more lynchian um and then in the re uh, twin peaks the return um that's like full lynchian like a razor head lynchian um and it's it's a good mix yeah that mix makes sense to me the like surreal and the horror but this is like grounded romance drama mixed with disgusting depraved horror which just mm -hmm. doesn't make sense to me but it is interesting yeah either way um, my question from earlier was when you said rococo france what is rococo um isn't that just like a the style of the time yeah it's a very like, like um, it's in response to enlightenment um so like really like romanticized bold really frilly maximalist yeah. posh for sure yeah baroque it's like late baroque mm. 
Um, but yeah, no, it's it's interesting. Like the fly, it starts with this guy getting caught trying to basically uh, destroy the portal to hell by destroying the box. But he gets caught by the authorities, and the authorities are like, "What the hell are you trying to do?" And then he's like, "Well, huh, let me tell you the story." And so it is sort of like a flashback in the same way, but they are constantly jumping from like way back to the future to the present that uh, it doesn't feel like a flashback. There's like there's always a sense of progression, even when you're going back in time, Mm -hmm. which is just like really, really great. Mm -hmm. Really great stuff. Great cinematography, you know, Pinhead. Uh, queer icon because he wears what looks like it could be a dress, but I don't think it was a dress. Hmm. Um, so, but still queer icon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And who could forget Mick's pinhead look? So good. True. Right. No, of course. So good. Uh, underrated moment. Yeah, for real. For I think sure. All the queens on All Star Six should have to do a Hellraiser category <laughs> challenge. Yeah. That's good. Sexy um, Cinnabite realness. Yeah. Yeah. Hellraiser? No. I hardly know her. There we go. Yeah, Ross uh-huh. Matthews would say that. And Rue would cackle. How's your pinhead? Uh, yeah. That's good. Yeah, Michelle's guy. massage would say that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No complaints, the queen would say. Mm-hmm. Listen out for our All Star 6 podcast. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Who are we rooting for? We should every week say who we're like rooting for and maybe like a very quick. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure the Venn diagram of uh, RuPaul fans and horror movie fans uh, intersects right on our pod. Um, it's broadening the scope. Okay, who we think who we're rooting for and who we think is going to win. Okay, okay. okay um, yeah. I think I'm honestly, honestly, I'm rooting for Raja the most. Mm-hmm. I love her so far. Yeah. Um, and who I think is going to win is Eureka. I'm rooting for Raja. Really proud of her considering her transformation from season 11. And I think she's going to win. I'm rooting for Trinity, and I think Raja's going to win. Nice. Hmm. Nice. Oh, all right. Well, thank you for listening to my review of Hellraiser. Oh, I'm half sweating, half crying, tears of laughter, tears of joy. Scream of boo. Ah!